Let us remember we are always and everywhere in the holy presence of God. Welcome to the Presence Podcast. Each day, around the time the sun is setting, I reflect on where and how I experience God's presence during this day. Today, Friday, is my last day of a long Christmas break away from my job teaching religion at a Catholic high school. And I celebrated this final day before the school schedule resumes by doing what I've enjoyed doing since break began more than two weeks ago, sleeping in and reading. It's almost sundown, and after a day of running around yesterday, I've been inside all day so far today. I would like at least to get out and take a walk around my snow-covered neighborhood, but with the air temp in the single digits, I'd rather get my daily walk-in later on the treadmill in my basement. And so, I've mostly sat and tried to finish one more novel before I need to again read students' work and prepare lessons. The novel I've been savoring is one I discovered via a blog post entitled Nine Books About Faith That Even Atheists Can Believe In. Although I'm not on the atheist side of the spectrum of faith, this sounded like a list I could mine for some interesting recommendations. I've not been disappointed in the third book I'm reading from the list. A side note here, I am reading two other novels from this list concurrently. Why give attention to just one story when the world is so full of great novels? The Traveling Death and Resurrection Show by Ariel Gore is what has most captured my attention for two reasons. First, the story is about a present-day troupe of misfit performers traveling the U.S. performing a postmodern, highly symbolic show richly steeped in the Catholic imagination. More significantly, the first-person story is told by a twenty-something woman who learned at a young age that she could will her palms to bleed, much like the stigmata of Christ's wounds. When she's not writing clever, funny, and historically accurate Lives of the Saints, which form interludes throughout the novel, she's the star of the Traveling Death and Resurrection show. I felt the presence of God through the words of a scene from the story. The narrator, Frances Catherine, or Franca, to her friends, has taken refuge in the Sierra foothills of California. She stays there for a few days with Dot, a remarkably hospitable mountain woman who has a statue of St. Joan of Arc and a book by St. Therese of Lisieux in her one-room cabin. After an emotionally wrenching yet quite Eucharistic dinner, Franca confesses to Dot all the ways that she's hurt others. Immediately afterward, she says, When I'm done, the thick silence descends again, and I don't know what I'm waiting for, exactly, in the flickering candlelight. Absolution? Some prescription for 108 Hail Marys, punctuated by a few Our Fathers? When Dorothy opens her mouth, she has no recipe for my penance. What do you think a saint is, she asks? Some kind of perfect person? Errorless? Someone who sacrifices themselves and makes the right choice for the greater good every chance they get? Read the lives of the saints. Every last one of them was flawed, scared, quirky. They heard voices. They didn't look great in their bathing suits. They had hair in the wrong places. They weren't gods, Franca. They were seekers like you and me. But they came to understand their destinies. I'm not saying you should try to be a saint who wants to be dismissed that easily. But don't imagine that your past needs to dictate your future. I hear God speaking to me in that last line, 
Don't imagine that your past needs to dictate your future. At this beginning of another year, in which I will soon turn 48 years old, I've been thinking about where I've been in the last 25 or so years of my career, and I'm thinking about what lies ahead in the next 17 years until I turn 65. My prayer, like the one that Franca utters a number of times in the story, asks God to give me signs and guidance about how the next two decades of my life might unfold. What should I be doing now to prepare myself for growth, service, learning, and continued transformation throughout the remainder of my professional and personal life? In the stories of which novels have you felt the presence of God? Which fictional story, perhaps one that has nothing to do with organized religion, leads you to experience God's presence? Thanks for listening. Blessings and peace.